0: on Triple M Mining HQ.
1: Welcome to Mining HQ, your go-to show for everything happening in the mining industry. I'm Pablo Miller coming up on today's edition. I'm going to be sitting down with Gavin from MMT. We're going to chat about the fact that they're about to celebrate 30 years in the business. Plus Chris Lamacher, he's sitting down with one of our regulars, Nant Nissen. Now, she helps men achieve sustainable peak performance through optimal health, and she's got some wise words of wisdom on our lifestyle, whatever that may look like. Chris, good morning.
2: Hello, Pablo. Good morning to you. We've had Nant on the program a few times on Mining HQ, Nant Nissen, um, her motto, helping men achieve sustainable peak performance through optimal health, probably a lot of other areas too. Good morning, Nant. How are you going? Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Oh, really good. Thanks. Now, you're also the owner and director of the Corporate Wellness Group. Do you get up to different things every day or do you have a, a set routine?
3: Uh, I do get up to different things every day, which I love. I, I definitely have some days um, where we have one-on-one coaching or men's group coaching. And then we have, you know, workplace wellness um, seminars, workshops, et cetera. But, um it doesn't always go to plan and obviously you, you you can't stick to a schedule all the time. So uh, routine is, I, I say, always say routine is freedom because it allows us to put the, the big rocks in and get our priorities in order. Um, but I also love being able to do things and do different things every single day. So uh, it's a wonderful mix that I've got going on.
2: Well, you've got so much uh, great content available for our listeners. Um, Recently, you had something posted about back pain. And I can imagine for some of our FIFO workers, you'd have some pretty good tips you could assist with.
3: Absolutely. Now, you know, you would probably know back pain affects at least 80% of our population at some point in their life, Um, whether that's just postural, whether that's through accident or whether that's through ageing. Um, or illness so really important especially for FIFO now and this is for everyone but especially FIFO you know often there's not a lot of time up there they get there they work they you know have dinner they go to bed and they're, they're on all the time so what we always need are very small steps because the small consistent steps always create the biggest result So what we wanna be doing is mobility and flexibility. So every single day, FIFO workers need to be stretching and being flexible. So when they're warm, obviously in summer, it's easy coming out of the shower or if if they're exercising after exercise, make sure you're doing some proper stretches. Get down on the floor, not the push up against the wall, I'm doing my calf stretches. But get down on the floor and actually learn how to do some proper stretches. Also, I think it's really important with mobility and flexibility for FIFO workers is they actually go through, for example, you get out of the shower and what you want to do is you want to take your body, every part of your body, through a range of movement. Our body is designed to go through a range of movement in each of its joints. So we want to be making sure we're rolling around our neck, we're Turning our shoulders, we're turning our wrists, we're bending our elbows, we're turning our hips round and round and side to side, knees, ankles. So we want to be keeping our joints very, very mobile. So we want to be flexible and mobile.
2: And I guess and it would
3: be, I was just gonna say
2: 100%. just gonna say getting into a good habit, doing it regularly is
3: the key, right? hundred percent. It's it's literally you would need to do two minutes of it. And it would be great, I think, if FIFO could bring in each person having to do a series of functional mo- mobile movements every single day. And, for example, before we, uh, when they have their morning meetings, two minutes, everyone goes through mobility. Or you have a body buddy. And before you get to the morning meeting, literally two minutes before you walk in, you do two, the two minutes of mobility movements that the organisation has given you through, you know, a health expert is unbelievably useful and all the um, straining and lifting and uh, fatigue that FIFO workers get would be helped enormously through just being more flexible and making sure that they've got mobility in each of their joints and and, um, ligaments, tendons, etc. Because, there are a lot of injuries that take place that could be prevented.
2: Yeah, Buddy System's a great way to go. Keep everybody honest and on track. Yeah. Now, you had a poll recently about workplace wellbeing. Do you want to create the scene, what that was all about?
3: Yes, thank you. So I asked if you had um, a workplace initiative, what would be most important to you it was resilience optimal health, strategies for stress, or a discount on fitness services. So resilience was 34%, number one. Optimal health, number two, 32%, so very, very close. Strategies for stress was only 23 and discount fitness services was 11%, which really shows us what we already know there, that the idea of fruit bowls and fitness discounts for workplace wellness just isn't going to cut it anymore. That's not workplace what workplace wellness is, ever was, but people in the workplace understand that now and they want more. Um, So a, a really big component though, obviously the resilience and the optimal health was, we need to ask ourselves and we need to ask our employees and our team members, are you wanting resilience because it has been such a buzzword lately and been spoken about so much lately, or do you really believe that you need and would like more resilience? That's a really important question to ask. Another important um, thing to understand is that mental and emotional resilience, while intertwined, are different. So we need to, you know, we're very big on speaking about mental health now, which is wonderful. Finally, we've been doing that, we need it. But we also need to understand that mental health and emotional health are different. So is it something that you need with your mental health, or do you need, Do you need help recognising, processing and releasing your emotions in a healthy way that suits you? So as I said, both are intertwined, both are interconnected, but they are different. So mental resilience is the ability to direct your mind to suit the surroundings and to get the best from yourself under the current conditions, whereas emotional resilience is the ability to identify, process and release your emotions in a healthy way. So different so it's really important that we recognize that um, that's a really big area of interest for a lot of employees at the moment and optimal health absolutely everyone and no one would not want optimal health if given the opportunity who wouldn't want optimal health what we need to look at there is why would you want optimal health because to achieve optimal health we're going to have to make some sacrifices and we're going to have to change some things Why would you want optimal health? And what does optimal health look like for you on a day-to-day? That's really important that we get very clear for each of us what we would be getting from optimal health. And that's important because we need to understand how much health impacts our life. You know, from waking up in the morning and literally bouncing out of bed and enjoying waking up, feeling great, to getting through the day with endless energy still, to being able to continue the day or with whatever we want to do. You know, we go out with our friends, our partners, continue working, whatever we want to do, get in the garden, play sport. It's really important that our quality of health matches the quality of life that we want to live because optimal health means that we have complete freedom to make decisions about our life. Based on what we want to do, not based on what we're able to do because of our health or our energy or any of the conditions that we and health challenges that we find ourselves with.
2: Now, you had a post recently about mindful eating, talking about the uh, benefits of eating slowly, and I'm guilty, Nan. I eat too, oh, way too quickly.
3: <sighs> oh, dear. <laughs> are you less than 10 minutes? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. So for our main meals look there there is such a big impact with slow eating weight loss digestion you know the the research on it is astounding that it helps at least 80 percent of digestive issues to some degree so you know indigestion um ibs you name it slow and mindful eating makes a huge impact on weight loss, on energy levels, on not being hungry again later. So digestion actually starts in the mind. Our mind sees the food and we all, you know, all of us have probably heard that our brain recognises it's hungry 20 minutes later. But it's also the fact that if our brain misses the opportunity to see the food, smell the food, enjoy the food, think that that's tasty food, I want to eat that, our brain actually isn't going through the first part of digestion. So about two hours after, your brain will say, I'm hungry, I want something else that didn't satisfy me. So that's a really important part and people need to recognize that some of the reasons why they're, they're hungry two hours later is because they're eating so quickly that they're not actually, their body's not actually recognizing the full process of eating. So then we come to when you're eating really quickly, you're causing bloating, you're causing gas, you're not digesting properly, you know, your body needs even a little bit, 10 minutes of time to release the digestive enzymes, to digest the food properly and assimilate that into your cells. So we've got to give the body the opportunity to do that. And it's really important that we actually notice how we're feeling when we eat. You I know, mean, a lot of people will feel really, really tired after lunch, and they won't actually connect it with the food that they've been eating, because they they have eaten it so quickly, they hardly even tasted it. You know, that you you could say, what was that like? Oh, it's okay. Did you really enjoy your lunch? Do you know how it felt as you were eating it? Do you feel content and energised after you eat, which is how we should feel? A lot of people will sit, you know, after lunch and think. I could have a sleep right now. So, That's not a good indication that you ate the right thing so, or ate it in the right way. Sorry,
2: Nan. I was just going to say, how do you break that cycle? Are you looking at 20 minutes and just really enjoy every mouthpiece you have?
3: Oh, you're putting a timer on, 10 minutes. You are, And I, I should say stress is, can I just say stress is a major component. Do not be eating if you're reading stressful emails, have had a fight with a boss, etc. etc. Put yourself in a different state first and then eat. It it's going to turn off your digestive system and you won't be digesting that food properly. Um, Put a timer on, 10 minutes, look at your food and just does this look appealing? Am I looking forward to eating this? Am I hungry? Start eating it. How does it taste? What's the texture like? Do I really enjoy this? And then slowly eat in between um, you know, you swallow, how do I feel now? Take 30 seconds before you take the next bite.
2: No, that's great advice. And I'd say um, watching a, a really um, good movie or sport at the same time may not be a good idea, because you get excited with the sport going on and you're eating quickly.
3: Absolutely. So just make sure, you know, being around people that make you feel good, that's a great way to eat um, because you stop and talk in in between mouthfuls um, or be doing something that is relaxing you and enables you to still be present with your food and your body. And look, honestly, it's 10 minutes and it has such massive health impacts that I don't think we can afford to not have that 10 minutes. It's twice a day. Most people don't um, consider breakfast. That would be great if it was three times a day, but lunch and dinner,
2: just take 10 minutes well how to get going in the morning you had a recent post I looked at the picture and thought this is a bit girly uh, there you are with a brush but it has a, <laughs> it has a lot more to it right
3: it does it looks like a very um, female beauty thing to do a body brush but it is it is health benefits galore so the body brush two minutes or even one minute in a, on a cold day would would help before you get in the shower. So this is not a loofah you use in the shower. It's dry body brushing with natural bristles. So you literally brush your skin because our skin, there are so many dead skin cells that don't get sloughed off easily, that don't get eliminated. And obviously a lot of our waste comes through our skin. So we're aging more rapidly and we're holding in a lot more waste because we're not getting rid of these dead skin cells. So it's incredibly invigorating to body brush your skin for just a couple of minutes before the shower. So you're getting rid of dense dead skin cells, you're stimulating your nervous system because you're hitting all those, um, the end ends of the nerves that are right near the uh, layers of the skin. You are helping your skin tone, Your which helps ageing and it's incredibly invigorating. You are helping get the lymph system moving, the waste system of the body. As I said, you're eliminating the dead skin cells so the skin can breathe properly and get rid of the waste during the day and it is so invigorating to be getting the circulation and the blood circulating around your body like that. So you're literally brushing your skin and you're doing it in a, in a way that is, um, you can feel it. It's not hurting, but it's, it's certainly not soft. Um, and it it's just improves the circulation. It gets the blood going, the lymph, the old skin cells off. And it, there is nothing better than to get your energy going than doing that before a shower.
2: Now, on a final note here this morning, five steps to lower stress. You're offering a, a free ebook, how it? people will get to hear that or, or see it.
3: Yes, yes. Thank you. Um look either subscribe to nantnison.com. Um you'll get your free ebook when you do that, or you can reach out through LinkedIn. I'm often on LinkedIn, or um, email me at nant at nantnissen.com.
2: Great having you on the program. All the best, Nant Thank we'll... you for having me. <laughs> Talk again soon.
3: Definitely.
2: The following interview on Mining HQ is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available.
1: Joining us once again, it's Gavin from MMT. Gavin, good morning. Yeah, good morning to you, mate. How you doing? I'm good. And last time we spoke, you briefly mentioned that MMT was celebrating 30 years this year. And I'm um, a little bit interested to find out, the, you know, the history of the company and uh, when, when are you actually turning 30?
0: Oh, we actually are turning thirty officially on uh, November the first. Okay. Um, so in terms of history, I guess it goes with. Some people probably know the name, but the business owner, so his, his name Gary Spourge. So, uh, and I'm sort of sort of taking some of these for you know you have a beer with Blake bloke and he tells you a bit of the story. So try and remember some of the content. But <laughs> at the time, I think this is oh, thirty years ago, about 1992. I guess he was working around like a bit of motor trimming and, and stuff like that in, an, in and around the industry. And he, he reckons that, um, you know, he saw customers weren't getting what they wanted and people were a bit sort of internal, I guess, saying, oh, this is our process and, you know, this is what you're going to have to go through to sort of get something off us. And he just thought to himself, you know, oh, I reckon you can do things better. So he was only a young bloke at the time, but he kind of, you know, he thought products are products, you can bring them in, but it's sort of round the service. So, so that. He sort of recalls, you know, the, the story that uh, he he, talk, he talks about it a bit. All you need to do is just listen to people, sort of make things easier for them, not restrict your, your systems and, and just not mm. make customers jump through hoops pretty much. And then so that's really, you know, where the, the business was born. It was probably probably born in his brain, you know, before yeah. it actually got sort of uh, put to physical location. But, you know, in terms of the physicality, uh, I think the official timeline is uh, November 1st, 92. Um, and then, yeah. So he started off. I think it was. Apparently, we start off in uh, Star Street, Welshpool, three employees, and then three to four years later, I think he went to Bridge Street in Carlisle. I haven't actually been out there, but I think he was. He's, he was telling me it was about ten employees, and then eighty-nine, he went to Adrian Street, and I think, you know, we were at Adrian Street until until last year, and we only moved to Welshpool. Um, November, funnily enough, same same date, <laughs> November one last year. And uh, that was deliberate, Gaz. Gaz wanted to sort of, you know, keep that sort of data something, yeah. something that's synony- synonymous with our MMT. So, yeah, and, and the interesting part of it is, and I'm not going to sort of give Blake's a free plug, but when you go through his employees in the early days, I mean, he had this entrepreneurial spirit and he, he um, you know he transitioned over to mining because he saw sort of you know some of that service issues and you customization and all these early employees were part of that sort of entrepreneurial spirit and um you, you go looking through it now and there's there's at least four of them who started their own business and they they're actually going reasonably well in the industry as well sort of came from from some of Gary's first employees so that's yeah, that's that's pretty interesting
1: yeah very cool history now uh gavin You've now turned 30, so I guess what's next then? 10 to 30, what's the next couple of decades
0: going to look like? Well, if you're talking for me personally, probably rocking chair, I reckon, and uh, maybe a <laughs> couple of cigars or some of that. But uh, that's – like, yeah, who knows? I'll, I'll throw it maybe not next 30, but maybe the next 10. And, and, you know, a bit of like what we're thinking, some of the biggest stuff, is um, we're actually trying to go carbon neutral in the next two years sort of looking at environmentally friendly products, maybe some of the the material that's used, um, all that sort of stuff. And and we're just starting that journey. So I wish I could tell you a bit more about what that all entails, but it's just, it's really interesting, you know, just just finding out some of the things sort of behind that and how you make all your calculations and stuff. So we're doing some of that, Um, you know, and the new premises as well, sort of, it was part of our plans. We're in much bigger premises. So expand your customer base, getting in sort of more into the transport or operate, operators and um, yeah. yeah, just sort of, you know, more customised products, which we're, not, we're still doing – yeah, new markets, to, but uh, hopefully, you know, without impacting our ability to serve existing customers. So, really, more of the same, but just sort of trying to keep our our minds open to, you know, what the what the future sort of holds.
1: Well, big congratulations again to MMT reaching that thirty-year milestone, and and here's a big yeah, cheers thanks. for the next thirty. Excellent, thanks. I really appreciate it.
2: The following interview on Mining HQ is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available.